Welcome back, everyone, to Tuned In, Dialed Up, a podcast about podcasting. I'm Gavin, and today I'm not joined by Will, because Will quit their day job. Woo! <laughs> Will is now becoming a full-time uh, podcast reporter extraordinaire, which means you should hire Will. But also, Will is taking a much-needed uh, week break in between the quitting the real job and going headfirst into the freelance lifestyle which is the most stressful thing ever uh and while will is slumbering <laughs> today i have on two wonderful guests to talk about pod tales because i didn't go yo <laughs> so first today welcome to elena fernandez collins friend of the show and prior guest hi I'm extremely tired, everyone. <laughs> Felt. And from Audio Drama Rama and just being an awesome person in general, it's Alex Hensley. Aw, I'm sweaty. <laughs> oh, Lord in heaven. Look, I'm owning it. <laughs> Let's do shining moments. We, we do have shining moments. So, uh, of the two of you, we're going to have... Uh, Probably some podcast related shining moments. What is some? Uh, let's start with Alex. What's something awesome that's happened in the last couple of weeks that you want to talk about? In the last couple of weeks. Oh, Jesus Christ. Why you got to put me on the spot like this? <laughs> uh, you know what? I am going to make it podtails related because I love podtails. Um, so I will say that it was so exciting to me. Like, and 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 I definitely mentioned this on Twitter, but my favorite part about Podtails wasn't me networking myself because I never do that. Mm -hmm. um, it's more that I was <laughs> facilitating networking for you, other people. <laughs> you, it, it really did have the feeling you were just like <laughs> taking people by the hand like, you should meet this person. Uh, not so much as that, except I'm not joking when I say that I am, um, you know, I... I am an entire event. Um, I am a lot to handle. <laughs> I understand this. I accept it. Um, I celebrate this. Uh, so I... <laughs> I shared a room with Alex, can confirm. <laughs> I was around I... Alex for any period of time at PodCon. I can, I can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my, my absolute favorite moment was when I noticed two of my favorites um well i say everyone's my favorite sorry <laughs> i saw them meeting and i was like oh my god and, and 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 then i realized oh my god no they're not even going to say how amazing they are so i jumped right in like mid-sentence i didn't even care um i jumped right in and i was like i need you guys to know that you're both awesome and then also this person has so much stuff and this person has so much other stuff and you guys need to talk about it a little bit more. Of course, I was using specifics, but I don't want to get into details because I can't remember <laughs> what I said. It was hilarious because then I just danced my way out. It was very delightful. Were, were things Alex is to the be... networking fairy? Yes. Yeah. yeah, if things were a uh, uh, 
golden age detective novel uh alex would fit perfectly i feel you would be the socialite who's just walking around oh you simply must be thomas yes, come with exactly. me yeah, that's, that, <laughs> that's exactly that is what alex i do is. i will i i will drag people and force them to interact i i like to imagine that it's not against their will but um Ooh. <laughs> uh, ellie what's your what's your fun little moment the last couple of weeks I'm actually going to talk about a moment that I had today <gasps> because time is fake and I don't actually know how long the past two weeks have been. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> there is only today. Um, uh, but I had a very successful therapy session today where I uh, talked about actual tangible progress that I have made in various facets of my life and had them validated yeah. as actual progress. It's just always a nice feeling. Awesome. Also, I handed in the first two chapters of my thesis. Awesome. So good. That's pretty good. Proud of you. For those who don't know, uh, I'm writing a master's thesis. I've been trying to write a master's thesis for the past three years. Um, and this past month, I got put on um, Stratera, which is basically an over the like PCP prescribed um, ADHD medication that's not controlled or regulated, uh, regulated by the government. Um, and uh actually wrote things in the past month so <laughs> woo <laughs> i feel you there hooray for getting hooray for therapists who go maybe you should talk to someone about meds <laughs> yeah yeah <sighs> uh, um well my shining moment won't be that i now have a google surveillance device in my house but i did get the free uh google home mini from uh spotify from spotify uh, wow oh yeah congratulations so, on being surveilled uh, okay yes. google what's a podcast a podcast is an episodic series of digital audio or video files which a user can download in order to listen Alternatively, the word podcast may refer to the individual component of such a series or to an individual media file. That is the worst description I have ever heard. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bite me, Jesus. Oh my god. Uh, I, I used to have an Alexa, but she's been unplugged for a while. I keep I keep the microphone switch. Oh, by the way. I love it. He the gets back on. He gets re <laughs> he gets real passive aggressive. Listen, the mics. Oh wow! <laughs> he, he he heard me putting him on the spot. They, no matter what voice you give it, it it always says the mic's off in like a you asshole. <laughs> nice. I think I think the best moment I've had in the last couple of weeks. Um, I wrote a thing. I, I'm actually working on a list as a um as like an actual paid thing for uh, a website. But I did uh, six episodes of We Hate Movies, like Halloween block they do every year. I did like just a list of six really good episodes in that. And it's it was my first like list for a single podcast that I've done in a while. And I did it for just the pod report for funsies. And it was really good. And it got retweeted by like the show <laughs> that it's about. It was just really fun to write a thing and it gets, you know, traffic and it's not me just going Gimlet can bite me <laughs> Gimlet can continue to bite me but it's still fun to write positive it content 
It's always nice when positive content gets traffic. Positive things are good things. And let's talk about some of those positive things real quick in housekeeping. This show is brought to you by some of our wonderful producers over on Patreon who help. The, their teamwork helps make the dream work. I, other platitudes <laughs> and such. Uh, <laughs> We have a few wonderful people over on patreon.com forward slash Gavin G who are helping uh, offset the, the the monetary and time costs of transcribing episodes and uh, just making more tuned in dialed up in future. So I'd like to take a quick moment to thank uh, Gene and Alice, Chelsea and new producer uh, Alex of Ostium Podcasts. Uh, all of you are beautiful, wonderful people, and may your podcast subscription apps never just randomly unsub from things, because that's pretty cool. That or that's pretty fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. So today uh, we're talking about pod tales. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a softball at 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 you two. What's pod tales? <laughs> Oh, what's Podtails? Um, Podtails is a, a first year one day audio fiction festival. It's in Cambridge, Massachusetts. I'm totally letting Nelly take that. There you go. <laughs> and uh, Podtails is organized by the folk behind uh, Greater, Greater Boston, Boston and, and Take the uh, Mass, take the mass Pike. Mass Pike. I will never take the mass bike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and um, the ordinary epic. Uh, uh, Jordan Stillman was a pretty integral part oh, of the yeah, advising yeah, yeah. board. There's so many people. So this yeah. thing was free. It was one day. Um, it was a part of Mice, M-I-C-E, right? Yes. Yep. Or, well, or, or yeah. at least like a, a, a sibling to... Yeah, what, what had happened is... Uh, Mice had a space that they weren't going to use, and isn't that how it happened, Ellie? They approached mm -hmm. um, Alex and uh, offered it to him, uh, and then it kind of went from there. And for anyone wondering, Mice is a uh, uh, Massachusetts Independent Comic Expo. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. How big was? I mean, I I watched. Uh, uh, the video walk through the other day, but like, oh, how you saw my sweaty back. Yeah. <laughs> Delightful. The highlight of the video. It was. It's the first thing that you see. <laughs> yeah. How, what was the scale of things? Like, uh, well, the official numbers that um, Alex Talander was talking about on Twitter um, was 700 attendees, including about 150 exhibitors and. Uh, and um, uh, like moderators and panelists and stuff. And how big was like? I, I mean, it it feels like there's a lot of space because you're basically working with like classrooms and stuff, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah, it, it, there wasn't enough space, I don't think. Um, yeah. Which is actually just a testament to the fact that like a lot of people came in off the street. <laughs> it was more. It was. It was an attendance thing, not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. This is an attendance thing, and also a uh, the uni Leslie University didn't like remove some of the artwork that they said they were going to remove, and so they had to like last minute reshuffle the way that certain things were positioned because they had to position it around artwork that couldn't be moved. Uh, so that yeah. was very interesting. But they did a great job with the last-minute um, kerfuffle. 
but it was, as to scale, it, you know, it took up, like, the entire lower floor of the Lunder Arts um, uh, Center, and uh, it, it spread out. Like, there was, like, the main exhibit hall, and then there were some other, like, rooms that had more exhibiting vendors in them in separate rooms, which I thought was really neat and was a good way to get things yeah. spread out a little so bit. So on that first floor, they had a few, um, they had a few of the, um, oh god, I just forgot the word for it. The featured um, guests. Yeah, yeah, they they had, um, Alba Salix, uh, Liberty, White Vault, um, and Prenumba. Uh, they also and had they, Jordan Cobb and Tozamon. Yes, yes. Um, they, they were, um, they were also in the front, um, because, because they only had a few up top, and then when you went down below, that's where you had a large bulk of podcasters uh, that were uh, boothing. Um, and then you had one, two, th- you had three other rooms, um, and then you had two uh, speaker rooms in the downstairs, and then in the upstairs you had two speaker rooms and then a quiet area with that. Did you go to the White Vault live show or anything like that happened around Podtails? No. <laughs> oh wait, that sounded too sassy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I did not. no, I did not either. Um I I flew in um I flew in on Saturday, uh, but I didn't land until uh, like 3.15 or 3.20. And so the live show, the white ball live show was too close to that time for me to be able to make it without having an anxiety attack literally on the way. So. Yeah, by, by the time that we got to the hotel room, Ellie, like, I think it was already on, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Probably. It was like two minutes past time. So Yeah. And, and Alex, you drove from Ohio. I did. I Alex did. It took Ohio. 13 hours. You survived. <laughs> I did. I survived a murder bathroom. Can everybody remember that then Alex drove mm-hmm. back afterwards? Yes. Yes, I did. The less fun of the two. That was that was 26 hours in total. Mm-hmm. Yikes, it really. It was actually a really nice drive. Uh, yeah. Uh, I will do it again. <laughs> that, that did seem that did seem to be a recurring thing, though, that um, people were flying in or arriving relatively close to when um, Podtails started, or they were flying mm-hmm. out before Podtails ended because they were flying out that Sunday. Yeah, uh, which is a little bit it, like I, as someone who like I showed up two days early for podcast movement. And I think three days early for PodCon two, it, it felt like there was more when the you have something longer. There's more of a community agreement <laughs> to just commit the whole week <laughs> to it. Podtails yeah, was I, kind of a hidden a quick strike. <laughs> well, I I, th- I think also that a lot of reason why people didn't stay is because there was the Austin Film Festival pretty oh, much yeah, right yeah, after. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening all around this time of year. It's hard to keep track of everything. October is too busy a month. Podcast conferences, I need you to find a different month. <laughs> nah. <laughs> That's Please. when everywhere's the cheapest. Oh, but you you have spoopy season in October, so... But, but we could just put our stuff in, you know, 
big convention centers are cheap instead of going to a who cares town whenever. When says the Midwest guy grumbling that there are convention centers all over the country that are big enough to host but since they're tiny cities no one lives in no one wants to go to them. <laughs> I I guess cheap and easy question is uh, were there any particularly standout um panels y'all went to? I know you were on one, Ellie. <laughs> so, this is an awkward question for me. Um yeah. <laughs> so I when I went to I went to Podtails to do two things. I was helping to run the first radio drama revival exhibitor booth. Yeah. And uh, I was there to interview Jordan Cobb and moderate the um, Invisible Bodies panel. And that is exactly the list of everything that I did. (laughs) (laughs) So I can tell you that the Invisible Bodies panel was really good. And Jordan did a really great job in her interview. So, I, um, went to two panels, uh, and then I was watching, uh, the radio revivals, uh, the the radio drama revivals table with, uh, Anne, um, when Ellie and David were doing their thing. It feels like a side effect of everyone in the audio drama community coming together for Podtails is that a significant part of the audio drama community, reporters included, we're all doing things <laughs> at Podtails. Uh, yeah, um, it was... <laughs> yeah, I, I will say, I did have a lot of fun. The things that I went to were great. Um, I went to uh, the monologue one with um the I, I i think it was dialogue for monologue was that it writing for monologues with like yes, the palimpsest folks and <laughs> yes it had uh palimpsest it had um uh um and and then i went to uh ellie's interview with jordan cobb and that was incredible by the way i loved okay. it as someone who didn't go to uh, Podtails, but as someone who is somewhat reporting on it because of making this uh, and also just watching stuff from behind or not behind the scenes, but like not there um, from a distance, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, bless them for using Airtable to set up the schedule because this is just like very nicely laid out. Yes. Airtable is so it, nice. It, Everybody it, use it was... Airtable for all of your things. It was so nice, too, because then they also gave everyone a printed out um, uh, pamphlet with, like, all of the, um, all of, like, the Indiegogo subscribers, like, had, had, like, their little things on that. Um, Then it had all of the times and who was presenting and in what room it was. It was very nice because... I'm terrible with everything, so having a little sheet that was in my back pocket, and also multiple people just, like, wandering around, and I'm going, I don't know where it is. Yes, I know it's... Well, no, I don't know that I have the thing in my back pocket, but I need to know where this is. That That is that does uh, answer something I had waiting for this, the physical schedules, because I, I yes. assume they would. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they were beautiful. But we do live in a world where there was a giant podcast convention that didn't provide printed schedules. So. <laughs> oh, you mean PodCon too? 
Oh, you mean the one that was successfully crowdfunded, <laughs> so they had no reason not to spend money on it? Yeah. Y'all, like, the salts. Jesus. Look, look I'm petty enough did, to name I, names. Like, we haven't said this straight out yet, but I think we need to. Pottails did an amazing job. They did. Um, they did. They, they appeared to do an amazing job. That needs to be said straight out. It was so good. Podtails, and they they didn't just do an amazing job day of. Podtails did an amazing job in the run up leading to Podtails. Yes, yeah. and and I mean, it was it was even it's it's even more incredible when you realize that Alex did not think that it was going to be this big the first time. Mm-hmm. Like he mm-hmm. was expecting a much smaller crowd, and what he got was so much larger than what he was expecting. And, like, to be able to not only handle that, but then he and, like, all of the volunteers worked their butts off just to bring us this, like, amazing event. It felt like, from the outside looking in, I didn't really experience, like, I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything. Mm -hmm. It was more that it felt really good to see all these people in the community getting together and like getting to do stuff and there mm-hmm. wasn't it seemed less stressful from the outside i know a lot of it is you know perform people were being performative on social media yeah like there was other there obviously was a lot of stress in like organizing it and keeping things together but like if people got gripes about pod tales i'm not hearing them yeah yeah the i think I think, honestly, the thing that people have said the most is that they want it to be a two-day festival instead of a one-day festival so that yeah, everything yeah. feels less compressed. Um, and I yeah, think Pottails has already stated online yeah, that I they're f- thinking of doing that extension. Yeah, I feel like um, the day this like the 750 right. number came out, Alex said yeah. something about that. Yeah, it, it, mm-hmm. um, it was a lot. Um, it's a lot. And so uh, I, I, f- I feel like I was in a fugue state. For a lot of it, <laughs> um, because I, I, I'm, I mean, it wasn't until it was like what three or four that I realized that I had not eaten the entire day, and 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 I was like, oh, that's why I'm feeling tired. The classic con experience, everybody. <laughs> it has to happen at some point. Yeah, like, like yeah. I, 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 I was just like, why do I feel so sluggish? And 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 it's like oh because I've been talking for you know multiple hours and jumping around and being a sweaty bitch like I am and <laughs> and I had not eaten so yeah I I I mean it 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 was it was very nice and 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 like when when I have moments like that it's definitely like a good experience um, as opposed to um, I mean yeah since I'm just gonna name things. Uh, PodCon too. I mean, I was always ready to eat, and I always knew when I was going to eat. Pod PodTales, at least on paper, <laughs> and I'm I, I uh, the, I'm making the assumption that your uh, both of your experiences will back this up, but it feels like PodTales was something interesting in that podcast movement is industry capital I event, uh, but it also has a bunch of like goofy air quotes networking events where people go drink free booze and get hammered on uh, uh, Spotify's dime. (laughs) But, and then you had like 
PodCon and stuff like PodX, which is now, uh, it's now been rebranded as Podcast Convention, uh, but they haven't announced their dates yet, and it's like three months after, I feel, when they announced dates last year, so I'm a little worried. But, like, those are more oriented at fans, and then we throw in a couple of things for industry people. Podtails felt like a interesting twist on that in that it is industry but it's focusing specifically on audio drama because it's an audio drama event um mm-hmm. d- d- it feels like it had a completely different vibe to anything else i think part of that actually comes down to the fact that um they're catering to a very specific subset of the industry um mm-hmm. but not only that they just the entire process of the design of podtails was completely different than most other conventions that I have ever worked. Um, They had a really huge emphasis on things like accessibility, on things like truly equitable and just inclusion in their panels and in their speakers and interviewers, um, as well as in their exhibitors, quite frankly. I was just going to say, to be reductive, Podtails looked at normal conventions said we're gonna we're gonna have hours and it's gonna be gayer and nicer yeah kind of i can get down with that it was definitely gayer <laughs> that's a fact um uh but also there was a big focus on um okay yeah and they had a, a they and because one of the reasons why it felt a little bit more curated is just because it was a little bit more closely curated by everybody, right? Um, the the founders of the festival, the team for Podtails was too small. It was a small team and it was too small. They need more people so that they yes. don't burn themselves out. Um, but they did everything. The team for Podtails did everything. Um, and when I say team, I don't just mean uh, um, Alexander and Jeff of Greater Boston and Amanda McColgan and like Jordan Stillman. I also mean like the advisory board and TH Ponders, who was there, like um, helped them set up recording equipment and all these people who got involved um, and their volunteers. Who oh my god, the volunteers were amazing. Uh, volunteers <laughs> were the were reason so that sweet. I ate anything before five p.m. Um, <laughs> but the the team of the people who were building Podtails and putting it together was too small, and so next year. I hope that they will be able to find people to join their team so that they can have people that are dedicated to curating the schedule and the programming. And they can have somebody else who's dedicated to social media and only doing that. And they can have somebody else who's dedicated to sponsorships and only doing that instead of everybody doing everything at once. Um, yeah, it, it was a that's lot. That's just because I love them and I would like them to not die in the process of building this thing <laughs> that was really wonderful. Yeah, and um, there's that the video that uh, Demi Curio posted, um, the walkthrough with with Alex's wonderful sweaty back. Yeah, uh, there was like the the social media engagement push of it was what were you doing or thinking when you appear in the video, and Jeff of Greater Boston <laughs> just said the <laughs> internal monologue was, "Do they have water? Is there enough water? Should I go get more water? Where is the water?" Like. <laughs> Yep. The, gotta get more water, uh, gotta get more water, gotta get more water. Oh, I smile, gotta say, get more water, gotta get more water. Yep. It, it was so wild, because one, I have not been to many conventions or anything like that. Um, I am a hermit. Uh, I, like, only crawl out of my cave for certain events and certain times of the year, and I guess every day for work. But, like, it was so nice and, like, 
unexpected to have multiple people come around with like snacks and waters not not only for like um the people at the booths which were like super important but then like they would also be just like hey do you need some snacks or anything and it's like oh okay that's really nice is there anything Um, you do y'all have a short list of or like ideas of things you would like to see for podcon or podcon jesus christ (laughs) podtails too we we know we know what we wanted for podcon too uh we're not gonna get it because it already happened and apparently three is never going to happen oh boohoo um for podtails uh well i've already said that i want to see a bigger team yeah um and a two-day festival um and um Honestly, I would just love to see them be able to... I think that now that this first one has happened, I think that and the way that it happened, they have proof of concept now. Um, I think that having that many attendees who are not I- exhibitors yeah, or people who were on one panel um, is indicative of this is an event that is going to continue to grow. This is an event that is going to continue to attract attention. Um, And so it's going to be, hopefully, easier now for them to get sponsors. And with sponsors, they will be able to do things such as pay their team. Which I would love to see that team pay themselves. I think the fact that the sponsors that they did have were not involved in programming... um, is what led to them having such a good programming schedule because a lot of the times in big conferences, yeah, coming from the perspective of someone who has worked specifically, I'm thinking about like gaming cons and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, those things are often dictated by like who is running it and then also who is sponsoring it and <laughs> politics in games and you sponsored by Blizzard, <laughs> right? And then so like uh, you know what. It often dic- ends up dictating, like, programming, and programming ends up, because people are, because people are thinking of um, one certain subset of the industry, they're mm-hmm. not tailoring programming to fit multiple subsets of the industry. So something about the Podtails programming that I really loved was that it was creator-focused, but yeah. it did not exclude people who are not yet creators. When you when you have to appeal to many, many, many different demographics, you have to water down the content you do have, right? And it right. not necessarily in a bad like that's where all those fun games style, like stuff at like Pod X where we were playing like Jeopardy with they they polled a hundred people there uh, the day before, then had a bunch of podcasters answer questions like what's the biggest platform and things like that. Those fun goofy panels exists because somewhat they can appeal to everybody uh, <laughs> when you also have like a hyper specific here's how to edit audio for an audio drama so that if people don't care about that they can go to something else Podtails doesn't didn't necessarily have to worry about that uh, especially with such a small scale event where like what the the busiest time slot had four people four panels at once I think um I I I don't know, because I know that there were quite a few things that I wanted to go to um, that were at the same time, but I think that was more mostly because it was all compacted. And I mean, it was. Yeah, from, it was from all noon compacted f- into one day. That, yeah. that, that, 
that they they did a great job um spacing out things that um that that they felt would be um heavy hitters yeah um to to where they made sure that you know it it was um it was definitely going to be able to be seen by people um but also i am a mess of a person and <laughs> i want to see everything and then that ends up to me only seeing a few things um because i have too many choices and i just go i can't i don't i <laughs> I wasn't there, and this is totally just me looking at a website a couple of times, but from the outside looking in, the structure of panels, not only are there, does there seem to be a great swath of guests selected, mm -hmm. which is just, that's great in and of itself. I feel there's very little copy-pasting. <laughs> like, whenever, whenever I was seeing um, uh, different writers in different panels, it felt like they were a good fit, and it wasn't just, oh, we've got X famous person here, we should put them on anything that they vaguely have a uh, proficiency in. Yeah, I, I don't know how the process went, but it seemed like... It was definitely, um, it was very well thought out and, um, and they definitely listened to the people who, um, suggested the, um, panels, uh, whereas you have those, um, other conventions where they're looking at how to draw more people in. Yeah. I want to note also, um, since Podtails, I was noting earlier that Podtails had a really good run up to the con, um, yeah. That uh, what I mean by that is I was both a moderator and also an exhibitor, and mm -hmm. they were in constant communication with both sides. They when they emailed moderators, they emailed moderators a set of the guidelines that they had sent panelists. They emailed the moderators like a set of guidelines for them. They suggested this like, hey, you can look at this book, um, if you need like this PDF book if you like need help and you haven't moderated anything before. It's got some good tips. Wow. Um, they That's were in constant awesome. <laughs> communication with exhibitors about like what they were going to have available and when the map was coming out and all of this stuff. Um, They're really on point with everything. It was this very might, impressive. Uh, and yeah. Apologies if this is super boring to either you or anyone listening, but I want to like, what was the exhibiting experience like as like, as far as setup and like getting everything ready to go so um, this is where the this is where the problem with having it with a university is. Um, this is not Podtails' fault at all. No, so yeah. If anyone from Podtails is listening to this, I know the face that you're making right now, and <laughs> it's okay. You did a great job. Yeah, there's, there's a reason I asked this because I was seeing all the like tired selfies from setup night. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I didn't participate on setup night. Um, but what I do know is that on the day of, um, the schedule was said to be that at 7 a.m., the Arts Center was going to be open for the team and the volunteers to enter to finish setup. And at 8 a.m., the exhibitors were allowed to be come in to set up their booths in time for the 9 a.m. general public open. Um, the Lunder Arts Center was not opened until shortly after 8. Because the university just did not do it. Sounds about right. Yeah. Someone uh, somewhere didn't get an email. Facilities departments are the same in every university in the world. Um, this is 
what they are always like. Uh, so there are a bunch of exhibitors milling around outside uh, waiting for the place to be open. And so it got a little bit hectic because uh, we had less than an hour to set up before the general public came in. Um, and then, of course, there's that thing that I mentioned where the the art hadn't been moved out of the space. So there were still art uh, installations in some areas that did things like it cut off the space behind tables that they had measured. Because um, they did a lot of really, in the original design for the for the layout, they did a lot of very careful measuring to make sure that all of the paths between the booths were ADA accessible. Yeah. Which I love. Wait, yeah, <laughs> and then, the fact that that was even a thought. like Right. Um, and then, of course, the university didn't take out the, the arts installations, which means that really messed up their designs. Um, and so that, again, is not their fault. <laughs> uh, so setting up uh, was as easy as it could have been, I think. Um, I had the... A special experience of Radio Drama Revival was the first table um, that you saw when you went down the stairs into the main exhibit hall. It was right at the bottom of the stairs. Um, so there was a, a weird traffic flow problem now that we had that art behind us that had like a rope in front of it. <laughs> um, uh, but we fixed it and it's fine. Um, uh, but it meant also that like... Um, even while I was setting up, I, we saw everybody who arrived. And while we were exhibiting during the day, it felt like I said hello to every single one of those 700 and some odd people that came. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously the Nissan guy was nice, right? Oh, there yeah, was, the Nissan guy was There great. was indeed yeah. a Nissan parked front row center <laughs> yeah. at the door. Giving out tote no, bags. No, it was on the stairs, Gavin. Let's get this right. It was on the stairs. <laughs> that was actually an art installation. <laughs> yep. Wait. Wow. I just realized there wasn't a car at Podcast Movement. Nope. <laughs> the, the last the the last two podcasting events have been bucking the mold. <laughs> They've, what a great mold to buck. They've, um. they've thrown off the automotive chokehold on podcast conventions. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm not going to lie. That's some great marketing, though. Like, like if, 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 if they could do it right, if they could do it right, it'd be like, you know, you love listening to podcasts. How about listening it? How about listening to them in this car that is... Uh, that has a great sound system, and and it's completely silent when you close the door. For, I mean, granted, Nissans aren't like that. However, for the ninety-nine point nine percent of people listening who have not a fucking clue what this bit's about, um, <laughs> there was a Nissan on the show floor of PodCon Two. For some reason, the theory I've heard that most holds water is that they have they must have like a an agreement with the hosting space that whenever there's a convention or something, Nissan can just like drop a car in there. Cause they were just, <laughs> they were just trying to sell people cars at a podcast convention <laughs> full of poor podcasters who were just barely flown in. 
<laughs> stacked stacked six deep in a hotel room for two people. Look, I'm just saying there is potential there. Listen, if you have a car, you can just record in the car. <laughs> All I'm telling you is it's a recording studio on wheels. <laughs> if the soundproofing is good enough, I'm just I'm just saying. Just you can saying. Uber in between podcasts. <laughs> no, stop. You've been given too much power. <laughs> this is officially reached. It'll be in the outtakes. <clears throat> All right. Well, I think, uh, how about, uh, do we have any closing thoughts about Podtails as awesome as it sounds like uh, it was? I say as I wasn't there. Podtails was dope as fuck. They did a yes. great job. I had a lot of fun, even though I was super exhausted by the end of it. Um, that's, uh, yeah. It was really good. Yeah, it's I, I, absolutely one of the best run conventions that I have ever been to. As I said, everything was like in a fugue state. Um, <laughs> uh, a, a, a very pleasant fugue state. I I, I will say that. Um, and, and, and also, just the just the incredible thought that they put into every single part of this convention. I mean, they had a safe space policy. Yeah. Um, they had just, just this, every single thing that they did was out of this world. And, and I was going to ask, and, Mm -hmm. and the fact that they were such a small team and it was, it was like assisted with volunteers and they were incredible. It, it led to a very beautiful experience and one that I hope continues. I'm really proud of that. Yes. <laughs> so proud. I, and I don't, this is going to, I don't want to make this sound like I know I've been make, Look, making, I will drain my dad's bank account for this. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know I've been making fun of Pacon 2 because fuck Pacon 2 yeah. for some things that they did, but also like all all that is to say like this zero shade to any existing um like convention future or past, but it is so fascinating and so heartwarming to see regardless of how big or small Podtails is or will be, to see something built from the ground up with the idea of accessibility, with the idea that this is an event for everybody in this community, and it's a safe, mm-hmm. inclusive space. And none of that was... All, like, all of that was built into the DNA of the idea of Podtails. It wasn't something that was done as a bonus where they were like well we can do these things they will do these things and they di- and they seem to have pulled it off again i keep saying i wasn't there and it to- <laughs> the more i say it the more it sounds like i was totally there and i'm just lying <laughs> so, so 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 i i do want to say really quickly um a, about like the accessibility and everything like that um one of the really cool things is um is their quiet spaces. So they had two quiet spaces. One was more, um, uh, one of them was not really quiet, but that wasn't on them. It was more of because of, uh, where, where, um, uh, it was located. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was located right above the entrance and it had no like walls or anything to cut it off. So, so that one, 
what like it was quiet um but you could hear the drone and like so much like it 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 was only quiet because no one was talking up it was there. quiet but it wasn't muted <laughs> it, it like the, there was no possible way for that one to be muted because it was right above the center in and there was a walkway so like you could just look over the edge and look down into the exhibition center um however the one on the lower um on the lower level was a quiet room and was you know um pretty muffled um and that was a very great uh idea not only because you know people need that but also you have a lot of people in um in almost every community that, well, actually in every community that are on the spectrum. And so you have people who get oversensitized and, uh, and, and so they need a place that is quiet. Um, and you have that area for, um, for them to go to. And that was just like so nice that there was even a space for that if you become overloaded or just need a breather that you yeah. could go to that room. I used it. Good job, guys. Mm-hmm. So good. Are we doing podcast Rex? We are doing podcast Rex, but first, since we're not doing oh, podcasts, I'm going to subject okay. you to some horrors here. I have in oh, my no. hands the Wizard's Joke Book. Uh no. let us this this one is this one's so bad. This one's so if you don't get this, I don't blame you. What do ghosts see in the rainbow? What? A what? whole specter of colors. <laughs> oh my god. It just... This book sucks. Gavin, no. I paid 50 cents for this thing. You paid 50 cents for this book? Look, you didn't get it for look. free? I love it. I also want to point out there is no author listed on this. You, you have to, Stephen King. Stephen you, King wrote it. I'm convinced you cannot convince me otherwise. You have to open it to find the author's name because the cover is just like the wizard's joke book. The fuck else do you want from me? This, this retailed for $1.29 when it first came out. I didn't even get that good of a deal on it. That's why Stephen King gets that was real money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, since we've got three people, I think one wreck each should get the job done this week. Uh, who would like to go first? Me, I bitches. Um, nope, me first. <laughs> oh, damn it. Uh, they're they're yeah. fighting. <laughs> I swear to God, if you steal the one I'm going to do. Uh, I doubt it. Um, I doubt it, too. Have y'all done zero hours on this podcast yet? No, no, no. Good. I'm doing zero hours. Um, Zero Hours is uh, the newest podcast from the folks who made Wolf 359 and No Bad Ideas. Uh, Gabriel Urbina, Sarah Shackett, uh, Zach Valenti. We're all creators whom we love and admire very much. Um, Zero Hours is a seven-part, um, has a seven-part season out um, that is, uh, every episode is a different dialogue about something that feels like it might be the end of the world and in some cases is the end of the world. Um, starting from the 1700s and moving on through 2019 and into the future. It's really good. I highly recommend you listen to them in order 
It's not necessary, but I recommend it. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I, you just had there was like a long silence, and I was like, I could talk more about how much I love zero hours, but also I'm really tired and I want to take a nap. <laughs> okay, Alex, so, go for it. So I will go next because um, because we because you have to get that one out. I have to go God for it. Damn it. Um. So. Have you talked about Radioland? No. Oh, my Will's going to be mad at you. <laughs> I don't care. Well, I don't Will's care. on vacation. I don't care. Will's not here. Will, are they? Will, That's their fault. They are off somewhere <laughs> sipping a cocktail with an umbrella in it, I assume. That's... Because vacation jokes. <laughs> Sucks to suck. So... <laughs> <laughs> So, Radioland, um, I fucking love Radioland. It is, um, it is this wonderful podcast that is set in, um, the town of Wendell, and everything seems perfect. It's almost like a, um, oh my god, why do I blink on every single thing? Um, hmm. What's that movie? Where, um, um, I'm sorry, I was ratting on you to Will, so I missed it. I don't care. Uh, where, where, like, the whole place is perfect. Oh, uh, Pleasantville. Uh, where it's in black and white, and then it turns color. Not quite. Not ah, the one that I'm it. thinking of. Stepford Wives? I'll start again. Um, okay, so Radioland is set in the... Uh, city of Wendell. It is this perfect community. Everyone has these perfect lives. Um, but it seems that everyone came to Wendell in their time of need. So like their lives were at rock bottom or something was wrong with them. Um, they were in like an abusive relationship. Slight spoiler. Um, but but they all came to Wendell and it basically got better. Like their lives have gotten better um, in various different ways. Um, and, you know, on the surface, everything is perfect. Uh, but it is perfect specific to one person. Stepford Wives? Yes! Jesus Christ! So basically, uh, you have uh, this newcomer who is... Um, Gabriel Rodriguez, and he crashes um, and gets taken in by this family. Um, and he still doesn't feel like he belongs. He's still kind of fighting against this. And he's hearing these, um, like to everyone else, it would be subliminal radio messages. Um, but he can actually hear them. And it's basically saying, you know, uh, it's telling people what to do. Like, uh, they have a dance every week and it's telling people to dance and that Wendell is perfect and that nothing is wrong in Wendell. Um, and he feels like he's going crazy. And, um, and, and the story starts to unfold from there because obviously he's trying to find out what this is, um, without getting wrapped up in it. Um, 
and it is just, it's such a beautiful story, and I love why it was created, and I love it so much. I need it, I needed it, and I got it, and I cried on my drive home from Podtails. Oh, I forgot Ellie went already. Shit. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. We're nailing it tonight, folks. Uh, This isn't... uh, I'm just going to do a quickie. The first episode of Taz, uh, The Adventure Zone's new season is out, and it's pretty good. Um, It's going to take some adjustment to get used to Travis McElroy as the Dungeon Master, but it's really fun to hear uh, Griffin get to be a player, so that's cool. Uh, I only say that because we've done a lot of Adventure Zone content on Two Din Dialed Up. Feels like <laughs> now's the time to mention it. Um, but I want to talk about as far as oh, <laughs> Will just sent uh, three crying, laughing emojis in relate <laughs> in regards to me saying <laughs> that you t- said it sucks to suck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we talked about this on the show before, uh, or at least I think Will has mentioned loving it, and I probably mentioned it because I interviewed Drew Ackerman, the host of it, but um, Sleep With Me is a really good and really useful podcast. I I know there are a lot of shows that are designed to help people sleep, but this is the only one I've actually really tried, um, and I'm, I'm mainly connected to it because we, uh, uh, Jordan and I went to... Uh, live show of it at PodX right before I interviewed Ackerman for Discover Pods. Hold up. Interruption. Yes. Did you fall asleep? No, but no. That, like that was only because I had to interview him in like 20 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Did anyone fall asleep at the live show? Um, There were people who were probably, if the lights had been all the way off, like one person was laying across four seats and he made a he made a point of saying like fall asleep if you want. We're not here. There's no snore shaming here. If we I love that. If and we I do laugh, it's because you're snoring like a cartoon and not because <laughs> you're snoring. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. And then the end of the live show, the whole thing, like the, 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 the story of the live show was him attempting to go out and visit this um this restaurant in the backwoods somewhere that's named that's named mountain mama's like the lyric from country roads so uh, that sounds like a good idea he woke everyone up uh, or he ended the show by encouraging everyone to gently sing along to a slightly altered uh (laughs) lyric set for take me home country roads (laughs) (laughs) but um so for those for anyone who hasn't listened to sleep with me it is a podcast hosted by drew ackerman who has a very uh distinct uh droning in a good way voice whenever he's uh telling a story uh each episode is between an hour and like nearly two hours long depending on what's happening and there the reason i'm recommending it is not only is it a good podcast in which a guy talks about something in a meandering way that is genuinely funny, but also like is constructed in a way to help you drift off. Ackerman himself has insomnia and he started sleep with me as a way to like help other people sleep. It is a, it is a beautifully motivated show, but it's not just he read, he like has random stories. He tells or think, or just talks about his day. He has all these different sub shows. Like right now, He's talking about episodes of 
uh, The Good Place, and he famously had Game of Drones, which was him going through Game of Thrones, and he also has Snortrek, which is him talking about <laughs> Star Trek Next Generation episodes. Uh, but he, in, in amongst those, he has episodes where he'll just talk about a thing. But those are, I really like those. There was one where he, um, the idea is you are sick and he like, uh, and by the way, like these usually aren't told in second person. Like he's not, he's not usually doing things for you, the person, but, um, there's one episode where like for anyone who's sick and trying to go to bed, he talks about going to Trader Joe's to get the stuff to make broth. (laughs) (laughs) He also loves talking about going to Trader Joe's and there's a, a like years long running gag that Trader Joe's has showed zero interest in sponsoring sleep with me. (laughs) But he also has these, um, episodic almost audio dramas that he does where he just starts telling stories uh, is set in these universes. And right now he's on a, uh, series of adventures called the adventures of dr triangle and isosceles about a world where math has basically been deleted by a a, a trickster god and um uh, like another god has taken these two entertainers who used to um have a pair a show that parodied and satired math <laughs> and now and now they're making good by helping bringing back math principles to random places so it feels like a 1980s educational thing you would watch in school but <laughs> and of course i have heard the back two-thirds of none of these episodes because i've fallen asleep to all of them uh but i just wanted i just wanted to take a moment to recommend sleep with me because one i think it's a really wonderful show that serves a really good need and as someone who works night shifts on weekends but i'm up during the day on weekdays uh when on saturdays and sundays when i'm lying in bed at like 2 p.m and i need to get to sleep sleep with me really does help uh help quiet one's mind and help you just clock out um there are tons of podcasts that can help you sleep and i like if you have considered it, I would recommend looking into it. And I think Sleep With Me is a good example of that. If Sleep With Me doesn't work for you, hit me up. I have so many. I literally have, I have a category a in my podcatcher that's just sleep podcasts. Sounds like you need to pitch that as a list to somebody. Else. I already wrote the list, Gavin. It's on Discover Pods. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> If, if there's a list to be made. <laughs> so one year has written it. <laughs> All right. I think that'll about do it. Um, Alex, where can people find you online? Uh, at Audio Drama Rama uh, and at cult underscore of underscore trash. The I'm still very Twitter. proud of that. However, I never twit. twit. I never tweet <laughs> from it. Um, also, I'm on Instagram, the same. I have a website that's also Audio Drama Rama. Pretty much just type in Audio Drama Rama. If you don't find me, I don't know. Look harder. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you, and, and, and if you're in Ohio, you could probably hear me before you see me. So, yeah, fair. Yeah, whatever. Ellie, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. That's at showmark. That's S-H-O-M-A-R-Q. You can find my website at elenafernandezcollins.com, where you can also sign up for my newsletter, Audio Dramatic, uh, which is currently on monthly releases. 
Um, you can find me on Instagram also at, at showmark. And you can find my writing at places like the Bella Collective and Discover Pods and the AV Club. It's all good. It's all really good. Uh, if you want to find less good stuff, you can go to my website. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you can go to my website, thepodreport.com. My Twitter is also thepodreport. If you go to thepodreport.com, there's a fancy pop-up that I figured out how to make happen that'll let you sign up for my monthly newsletter that's coming out like the 15th or 16th, depending on if I sit down and write the stuff in wait, fast enough. <laughs> wait. Does your uh, newsletter have trains in it? I mean, it can. Uh, if <laughs> Actually, it does, if it does, then I will subscribe because I, I have I, not subscribed. Thinking about it, the first um, the first message I sent out to be like, "Hey, this is the newsletter now." I think do I do. Woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> train noise. <laughs> I think I I think I actually did link to a, a twenty minute video of someone of the 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 video that has quesadilla engineer in it (laughs) my my new hero quesadilla engineer (laughs) i have no idea what that is but i am delighted either way one one morning i sat down and there's this guy who like films um like the really monotonous boring parts of operating a steam locomotive because Mm -hmm. like it's kind of cool it's all this really intricate mechanical shit yeah Uh, but his most recent video is him riding along in the cab with a a, one of the longer running um it's it's this beautiful railway in in colorado and it goes through the mountains and shit so it's gorgeous um but the engineer after like all the effort it takes to get up a really steep hill into the mountain ranges like things level out and there's like a moment of rest for everybody in the cab and the this engineer who's been working there for 30 years pulls a Ziploc out of his overalls bag and it just has and it, the <laughs> subtitles say uh, this Bill takes one of his famous quesadilla breaks. <laughs> <laughs> this man, His famous quesadilla breaks. He, one of the things he is known for amongst the people who work there is that he cooks up quesadillas at home in the morning and then just his little quesadilla pocket <laughs> <laughs> and at one point he like the camera focuses on him as he's eating a quesadilla and he looks at the camera with his engineer's cap on and glasses uh he just holds it up like he's toasting a, mar- a martini at the camera and smiles knowingly that has been my twitter banner for weeks <laughs> Also, if you want to follow the podcast, you can go to our website, uh, dialeduppodcast.wordpress.com. That is where you can find (laughs) show notes, links to all the podcasts we have recommended on this and every other episode of Tuned In Dialed Up, as well as transcripts for episodes. I'm working on the backlog right now, I promise. Uh, I also just got a text. Uh, It is my bank telling me how much money I have. (laughs) That is not a text I need right now. Oh my god, I just looked at the You just found cases, do you? Professional podcasters, everybody. For anyone listening who's interested, I'll put a link to Quesadilla Engineer in the the show notes. Uh, All right, thank you so much, Alex and Ellie, you beautiful people, for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, all you dear people, for listening to this hour plus of uh, ridiculous conversation. Will, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Bye. Bye.